Again, as always, it's a privilege to be able to minister. Amen. I thank my pastor for the opportunity. Uh, I truly do. Uh, never taken that for granted, but an opportunity to preach the gospel. If you have your Bibles, if you could turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 57 through 62. Somebody say, God going to speak to me tonight. Repeat that. God going to speak to me tonight. Oh, man. Yes, God is going to speak to you, and he's going to speak to me tonight. Luke chapter 9, 57 through 62, very familiar, familiar portion of scripture. To get my time set here. Hallelujah. Amen. In uh, 2020, our world was shaken by the pandemic. How many remember 2020. It's one of them years that it don't matter how long you live, next 80 years, 100 years, you're going to remember that, 2020, right? Um, and when you begin to think about how the, the world was shaken by the pandemic from lives, loss, jobs, shopping, gatherings, various different things. How many know COVID is real? And it would be foolish to say that it wasn't, uh, considering I've had my own family members that passed away. My father-in-law passed away of COVID. Uh, I, myself, my wife... Uh, gotten COVID and various different things and no uh, other folks that, you know, had family members and that have lost to uh, this horrible uh, uh, thing. And so not making light of that at all. A lot of things happened and, and a lot of things, uh, you know, just a heartbreaking uh, uh, time, uh, even now. But as many people that have contacted COVID and recovered, we have learned from at least two and a half years by the entire world being affected and everybody ready to get up and move on with life. There are still many people that have embraced the mindset of due to COVID. See, this phrase, listen to me very clear this evening, has indeed become a common quite popular. This phrase due to COVID has catapulted to be the world's number one excuse and what it has done is it's created a generation of people that have become more comfortable and more complacent in their excuses more now than ever and I want to preach a, a sermon that I've entitled due to COVID see as real as COVID is we cannot use it no more as an escape and neither can we use excuses to interfere with our lives in general especially when it comes to the things of God. Can you say amen? In our scripture, I believe Jesus dealt with a similar issue, and I want to investigate how he addressed it. If you follow with me in the scripture, Luke 9, 57 through 62. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first um, go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let, first, uh, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him these words, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back, uh, is fit for the kingdom. Let us all pray tonight, church. Oh, Heavenly Father, God, I ask God tonight, uh, 
God, it will help us, God, Lord, not to subscribe, God, to our excuses. God, I ask, God, you will help us, God, to be conquerors as you called us to be, God. Let not, God, excuses, God, they hinder, God, all what you have for us, God. God, in the practical and in the spiritual, God, I ask, God, remove, God, these excuses that we have, God, in our lives, God. And so we will be more equipped and effective to do your will. And we ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, amen. Due to COVID. How many, how many tired of hearing that? Oh, man, strap up your seatbelts tonight. We're going to have good, have fun with this one. I want to look at a uh, field with excuses. You know, an excuse is a reason in which you give order to explain when something has been done or has not been done or in order to avoid doing something. A poll of 2,000 Americans found that the average respondent makes 6,000 excuses daily, adding up to over 2,000 excuses each year. I mean, that's a lot of excusing. For some, excuses have literally become some people's real-life reality. It's almost like if an excuse isn't involved, it isn't normal. I mean, I never heard that many, many people have excuses to one certain thing. People have used and abused this phrase due to COVID. And sadly, it has been uh, become a, an acceptable excuse. You know, if I heard people blame some of the craziest things on COVID. Some of the craziest things. It's like we don't have barbecue sauce because due to COVID. Why is the service so bad in the restaurant? The manager comes out, it's due to COVID, sir. Due to COVID, I have no dignity to perform my job well. Due to COVID, businesses are closing down during business hours. Think about this. Due to COVID, many businesses have taken advantage of not having, having to uh, answer the phone. You know, it used to be okay, you know, a couple of minutes now. Like, sir, you know, due to COVID, we get back to you in two more days. Due to COVID has ran rapid. Due to COVID, excuses are everywhere these days. Taped on the doors of closed businesses. Uh, heard on call center messages. Uh, typed on company emails. The due to COVID excuse has become folks go to with no questions asked. I was talking to a, uh, <laughs> went out to eat with the the Sandoval's is lunch, and Rebecca was telling me how her co-worker, she ain't seen his face in three years. COVID, due to COVID. She said he took his mask, I almost forgot how he looked like. You can't even make 911 calls without it being due to COVID. Hello, 911 emergency, may I help you? Well, my whole house is shot up. Can I get an ambulance? Well, due to COVID, is <laughs> You might want to get a ride here. Kids, you're not. Many of you know my father's in the, uh, you know, he's doing well. He's in the hospital, and he's now he's there in the rehabilitation center. And he uh, fell, and it wasn't a big, a big fall. But uh, they were, they was calling me. They was letting me know, yeah, you know, we're just going to run Mr. Howard to the hospital to do some CAT scans on his head and make, make sure everything. But due to COVID, uh, it's going to be a while. And so he had to stay. Uh, what should have been a 30-minute ride went about 11 hours before they picked him up due to COVID. See, COVID has literally 
given a, a pass or a license to lie. And we'll talk more about that later. But I was doing some research on excuses in general, and I never knew that there were so many literal categories for excuses. There's the I don't care excuse. This is the excuse that people convince themselves that they don't really care about something, yet they do. They say things like, you know what, I don't really care anymore. Yes, you do, because you keep talking about it. There's the passive excuse. Life is happening to you. It's beyond your control. Life, as you put it, is extremely busy. And then we say things like, my Facebook and Instagram totally sucked the, my night out last night. And I don't know where the evening went. Of course you know where the evening went. It went to your Facebook. It went to this. It went to that. There's a genetic excuse. Why are you so crazy? I was just born this way and I can't possibly behave any differently. Yes, you can. Just don't want to. There's a victim excuse. Nothing is your fault. You can't help it. How many know this excuse blankets and covers something called responsibility? Then there's the everyone else excuse. It's okay because everyone else is doing it or not doing it. And there's the done enough excuse. No one should ever ask you more than you've already done. As if pushing you further might break you. For example, I had to, I had to work uh, long hours. Uh, you know, I got to come home and still talk to my spouse. I still got to do this. Yes, you do. But again, we have been flooded uh, with excuses over and over. I say all that to say this. You know, it's not just the world. That is saying due to COVID. Sadly, there's many Christians and churches that are using the same excuse of due to COVID involving the kingdom of God. How many of churches are at a rapid pace that was closing down and still are? Due to COVID, people haven't even come back to church. They say things like, well, you know, I, you know, I had other things. No, no, you know, something else is taking your priority. But see, how many know the due to COVID excuse that worked in the world won't work in the kingdom of God? In our text, the Bible begins to talk about these men that Jesus began to make a point to. I want to look at real quick. Excuses always trace back to something. See, oftentimes excuses can almost be traced back to a few reasons. People become filled with excuses. Many times when people face different uncertainties in life, Excuses are, are dominant in lives of people when we simply do what we want to do first. And people crowd their life with excuses uh, when there's a lack of purpose in a, per, in a person's life. In our text, the first man said, I'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus. How I many know perhaps uh, he was sincere at first when he actually said it? Perhaps there was a tremendous zeal that had come over this man that prompted him to want to tell Jesus, I'll follow you. Wherever you go. You know what's interesting is, is uh, 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 that unlike the second man whom Jesus called out, uh, this man volunteered to follow God. You ever read these scriptures and you see the, the trajectory of the first one? Uh, he says something, then the other two, you know, Jesus called out to them. But this guy volunteered. But see, what we can discern, though, through what Jesus said to this man in hindsight, when he said foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus told the story of what I believe 
was already hidden in this man's heart, but would probably would be revealed down the road. His excuses. See, Jesus spoke to something that was down the road uh, that perhaps this man didn't yet even see. In other words, Jesus said, uh, you say you'll follow me now. But when I begin to demand things uh, from your life, uh, I'm afraid excuses may be on the horizon. I mean, as human beings, we all have, have human needs uh, that drive our decisions. And one of the most powerful needs is certainty. We are driven to avoid pain and seek out things that we know will bring us pleasure. That's why it's so tempting uh, to stay uh, in our comfort zones many times. And many times when we face situations um, that we're not certain about, our brains prefer to make excuses over dealing with the uncertainties of life. That's what our minds prefer to do. I, I'd rather, uh, you know, uh, uh, to make an excuse about something that I'm uncertain about, you know, to, uh, rather than go to God about it and make it happen. You see, at some point in church, church somewhere we have to trust God with whatever God puts on our hearts. Can you say amen? As well as being true to ourselves uh, as the words that we speak, that we say we desire to do. Perhaps you're here tonight and we're like the man in the text. God, I follow you wherever you go. I do this, I do that, I get involved here, I get involved. And then when the time comes, uh, excuses arise. See, this is the nature of people. People say they will do a lot of things for God in the beginning. People pray for a lot of things to come to pass in the beginning. Yet when the time arrives to demonstrate, to believe, or act upon, people's excuses become louder than what they said they would do in real time. See, could it be, church, that we often say things out of our mouth that's not really in our hearts at that time? Jesus, I believe in you. I, I would go to the ends of the earth. We sang them songs, would we? Or is it just a, a cute melody? Yeah, yeah. I go to the ends of the earth. I'll do this. I'll do that. Would you? See, our excuses can begin to pile up really fast in our life so high that we can't see nothing else. Could it be that our excuses excuse us to do the opposite of what we say we would do and what's in our hearts? You got to think about why would Jesus begin to tell this, this man, say, I will follow you wherever you go. And here it is that instantly he makes the point that, uh, you know, uh, hey, you know, foxes have holes, birds have nests. You notice he didn't tell that to uh, 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 Peter and Simon. The Bible says when he came to them, uh, you know, he said, I teach you how to be fisher of men. Uh, the Bible says they got up and walked. Uh, God didn't have no type of response uh, because in, 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 they would follow him. It was in their heart. But this guy right here, he, he's the same. Oh, I'll go. Jesus said, foxes have holes. Uh, you know, and the thing is, he's speaking to a real reality of the nature of man. Excuses can be traced back to us just doing what we want to do first. Verse 59, then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go bury uh, my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go preach the kingdom of God. See, this man wanted to follow Jesus, but he had to go do something else first. He had to go do something else first. Uh, and we see it, 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 hear it all the time. Uh, people want to serve God, uh, but they don't want to serve him first. 
I serve you, God, but I got to get other things in order first. How many of them don't work that like that? Don't be fooled tonight. Say, let me go bury my father. See, this phrase, him wanting to go bury his father, wasn't him actually asking for permission to dig a grave for his deceased father. No, the point was that he wanted to remain in his father's house and care for him until his father died. It wasn't the fact that his father was uh, uh, dead and Jesus is this, this cruel man that's insensitive. One commentator put it like this. He said he was not torn between the right and wrong. He was torn between the right and right. In other words, he hesitated between two rival claims. In other words, in, in his mind, he allowed uh, what he wanted to do in the will of God at the moment to compete against each other. And see, when you do that, beloved, your excuses many times will override putting God first. When you got things uh, jockeying for position in your life uh, that's competing with God, uh, it's right here where the excuses become your go-to. And you follow me tonight. You see, the man tonight, this man, he wanted to follow Jesus, but not just yet. He knew it was good, something he should do, but he felt there was a good reason why he could not do it at the moment. And it's safe to say, church, that the previous man was too quick to follow Jesus without counting the cost. And this man was too slow. The first man was too quick without counting the cost. I'll follow you. God knew what was in his heart. The other man, he's a little delayed. He said, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go preach the kingdom of God. Jesus pressed the man to follow him now and clearly stated the principle that family obligations and any other obligation must not be put ahead. It can't even be a close second tonight. See, that's what excuses do. Excuses almost definitely can be traced back to a lack of purpose in the life. Whenever you see people that have a pattern of just making excuses, it speaks to a lack of purpose. Verse 61, and also another said, Lord, I'll follow you, but first let me go uh, bid them a farewell. Who are at my house? But Jesus said to him, no one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. See, this was obviously an, uh, a period in time which he could begin to drag on. In other words, I, I can go, you know, Jesus, you just wait till I get back. Uh, let me go do what I got to do. Uh, he was trying to delay the will of God. The man offered to follow Jesus uh, at a, a, a relatively short delay. And see, what's dangerous about this is, while you have good intentions to follow Jesus, because you just got to handle this real quick, how many of there's no guarantee that you get back to that? The great Reggie White said it best. If you don't know who he is, he's a professional football player, uh, uh, one of the, the, uh, the many, uh, what few, uh, shall I say, uh, uh, athletes that really uh, you can just look at his life and see on and off the field that he had a personal relationship with God. He was an actual preacher. But he said, uh, you know, that, you know, he always thought he was going to have time. He wanted to be a preacher after football. But if you know the story, uh, he died. 
And perhaps, praise God, he's in heaven right now. But the point was, uh, here's this man. Uh, he had a, uh, you know, a glorious uh, 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 NFL career. He was a stand-up guy. He was a believer. He always had these dreams of getting uh, back to the, what the will of God was for his life. Uh, and it never happened. See, church, listen, many times, like this man, we want to go bid things farewell. God, I'll be right back. You're not guaranteed to get that chance. You're not guaranteed. I'm not guaranteed. The great Charles Spurgeon put it like, like this concerning uh, trying to get back opportunities that we take for granted. He said, oh, young man, when you are thinking of leaving this, the world, be afraid of these farewells. They have been the ruin of hundreds of hopeful people. They have been almost, they have been almost persuaded, but they have gone uh, to their old companions just to give them a last kiss, a last handshake of, of hand, and we have not seen them anymore. So Charles Spurgeon says, I thought that was profound. The fact that people got this mindset that I'm going to you know, go do this, uh, I'm going to go do that. Listen, church, uh, how many know the opportunity for the will of God is now, not tomorrow? It's now. Whatever God's speaking to you, uh, whatever it is, is listen, uh, the enemy will always uh, have stumbling blocks and roadblocks in our way. And if we allow... Our excuses, I mean, our excuses begin to hinder the will of God. All three of these men have something in common. They allow their excuse, what they had to do to dictate what God had for them now. Which leads to me, to my second point, when excuses become lies. When excuses become lies. See, excuses are normal from time to time in church, and we make them because we're human after all. But if excuses start to interfere with your life to prevent you from reaching goals, obligations in your life, and more importantly, interfere with God in your relationship with God, it is here where our excuses can become actually lies that we tell ourselves. I have a video I want to show real quick for just a couple of minutes by a guy named Jocko. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. Um, you know, wrote several different profound books, but what he had to say about this, uh, uh, this area of lies was very profound to me. If you could play that real quick. Jocko, I am a chronic excuse maker. How do I stop making excuses and get things done? The chronic excuse maker, how do you stop making excuses? This is actually pretty simple. And I said it the other day, you have to realize, you have to know, you have to accept that all your excuses are lies. They're lies, all Think about the things that you tell yourself, the lies you use to rationalize, taking the easy road. Taking the easy road and leaving discipline behind. Think about them. You don't have time. That's a lie. You don't have support. That's a lie. You don't have the equipment or the gear. Lies. You don't you don't know the best way. Who cares? That's a lie. Or you're too old, or you're too young. Of course, you're too old, you're too young. Why? And there's, you're too 
busy. Sure you are. That's a lie. If you're too tired or you're too sore or you're just plain not feeling it, lies, lies, lies. And the list goes on and on and on. And it doesn't stop if you don't make it stop. So recognize. Recognize the excuses are not valid. They are they're trumped up. They're conjured up. They're fabricated. They're lies. And how do you stop the lies? You stop the lies with the truth. The truth. The truth will set you free. And the truth will stand. And the truth will deliver you from and the discipline to get it done. So, cast out the lies, burn them down. And listen to the truth. You can stop, dude. Listen to the truth. And go out and get it done. I am a chronic excuse maker. You can stop that now. And what's interesting about this, this is not even a Christian guy. He's an ex-Navy SEAL, and you know, if you know anything about him, his books, podcasts, etc. But he have a lot of biblical truth, and I begin to ponder on this. That he, he, he goes forward and say, all excuses are lies. And you know, I begin to think about it. Let me just start off by saying, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything that entirely all excuses are lies, considering the definition of what a lying excuse is. A lie is an untruthful assertion of something. An excuse is an attempt to lessen or blame or to justify something. However, what I do agree with and find quite interesting is the guy in the video appeared to be reading him a letter from a person who said, I am a chronic excuse maker. How do I stop making excuses? And for me, the key in all of this is the word chronic. I need you to pay attention to this tonight. Chronic. Not that other chronic. Stay with me. But it says the word chronic is important because, it, you know, uh, this word begins to, uh, you know, begin to break down to what it means. See, the word chronic speaks to something that happens for a long time or that keeps reoccurring. And see, when a person's life is constantly, listen to me, uh, filled with excuses, when a person's life is constantly uh, bombarded on why you can't do something, it is here where that excuse becomes a lie. Yeah. It's not that the fact that we can't have excuses. When you listen to the video, he says, I am a chronic excuse maker. This is somebody that has a pattern of making excuses. And listen, I'm telling you, blood, when this happens, this is right here where it becomes dangerous and our excuses can be lies that we tell ourselves. One man said excuses are well thought out lies. You know how many of you are constantly in your marriage and you always keep saying that things can't change for the better. It's always going to be this way. You are a victim of your excuses becoming your lie. 
If what is happening in your life is always blame on other people, then your excuses have become your lies. See, as far as we have come from COVID, once was the term due to COVID is still uh, aiding people to use their chronic long-time excuse to why they can't do something and why they won't do something. And see, if you're not careful, how many of the residue of your excuse can linger for a long time? And again, it becomes your lie. In our text, again, we see three different scenarios. One man said, wherever you go. The other said, let me bury my father. The other one said, bid them farewell. How many of it would make sense to consider family, friends, and a guest that you have at your house? If you just had a, a life-changing experience, you would want to go to these loved ones and, you know, and wish them farewell. And see, none of these were evil in itself. Perhaps some of them were valid, but in our text, uh, their excuses demonstrated once, uh, but in the reality of life, uh, this is what reoccurs in real life. We, you know, this is the point Jesus is trying to make. These guys did it once, uh, but in real life, this becomes a pattern for people, especially when it comes to the things of God. We always got to do something else. Again, it has to be a balance tonight. And, I, and no way am I saying that there won't be times where we have our reasons on why we're just not available. That's not what I'm saying, church. But what I'm saying is we have to all check our spirits. And if there seems to always be a pattern of excuses that just so happen to associate themselves with the things of God that we just can't do, there's the problem. See, the devil is a liar. He loves to take our excuses and turn them into lies. Turn them into reasons on why we can't do certain things in the kingdom of God. He'll take fear of different things, whatever he can grab, uh, you know, uh, to get us to believe that excuse becomes our lie. No, we can literally look at things of God and take the same mentality and say, due to COVID, I can't do this. I can't do that. A man said excuses are lies that are dressed up in pretty clothes. They sound good because they make us comfortable. How many know we have to be careful about this church? Lastly, I want to look at consider your excuse tonight. See, when you begin to really think and consider how our excuses truly affect our lives, it is here where I believe we can really put the important things into the right perspective, especially when it involves the things of God. How many believe that? The first thing to consider is, that, is, is how many know it, the kingdom of God is first church. When you begin to consider your excuse and what it gets in the way of, we must realize that the kingdom of God is first. Do we still believe that? Amen. Verse 62 says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. See, plowing a field in that day, a farmer had to keep the road straight by focusing on the object in, in its distance. Perhaps this could be a tree or whatever the case may be. But see, because if the farmer started to plow and kept looking behind, how I many know we would never make straight roads to do a good job? And that ha that's our mindset as well. That's why he said, listen, anyone that, that's not uh, holding on to the plow and look, looking back ain't fit for the kingdom. Likewise, church, in following Jesus, how many of we have to keep our eyes on Jesus and never take him off? That one glance to the left, uh, to the right, amen, uh, there's your excuse right there. 
One commentator of this verse said, A plowman who lets go is no plowman at all. Matthew 6.33, we know this first, seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. See, the choice to seek first the kingdom of God is a fundamental choice that everyone makes when they first repent and get converted. How many know that? Yet, how many know Every day after that, church, uh, our Christian life will either reinforce that decision or you allow your excuses to deny it. See, many excuses will eventually cost us from putting the kingdom of God first. Another thing we're to consider our excuse is the cost. Many times you begin to think about what have your excuses cost you? I mean, God's made it very clear that there's a cost, church, there's a cost of discipleship. The Bible outlines how God demonstrates his love and makes a way for mankind to be redeemed. But at the same time, church, it costs us. But see, excuses would never allow us to count the cost. How many know the selfishness of men will always be uh, too expensive? It'll always be too much. See, Jesus led by example and was fully committed, church. So you cannot deceive God into thinking you are committed. How I many know God is not like our U.S. government? We can't use due to COVID on him. There will be no kingdom, uh, you know, spiritual stimulus checks where you can be unmitted to Jesus. Un un uninvolved in the kingdom. Still receiving full benefits. That ain't going to happen in the kingdom of God. You have to be willing to pay the cost, which is our heart life fully surrendered to Jesus, church. And lastly, the thing you have to consider about excuses is that they have absolutely no relationship with responsibilities. Let me say that again. Excuses have no relationship with responsibility at all. You know what responsibility is to an excuse? is non-existence. In other words, if responsibility was a real person... As we, and excuses was a real person, uh, they wouldn't know each other. You know how somebody might ask you, you ever heard of this or heard somebody say that? And then you'd be like, nah. See, that's the relationship between excuses and responsibility. Excuses don't know any responsibilities, church. See, when you take responsibility, you begin to see that the problems and opportunities are not obstacles. You begin to see, as the great life and business coach Tony Robbins says, uh, 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 life is happening for you and not to you. Almost everything that has happened in your life uh, brought you to your moment. And you can either allow God to transform your life, or you can keep making excuses. See, it's taking on responsibility is where we find all of life lessons, church. See, when life is full of excuses, we don't bother to look closely at our mistakes and determine what went wrong because our excuses cover it up. See, again, excuses have no relationship with responsibility, but only to blame and never to learn. Tonight, church, what's going to rule? The will of God and just putting God first are our excuses not to. I close on this, church. How many know it's a great rule to... Never settle with your excuses. How many believe that? Yes, Never to settle with your excuses. In 2020, during the height of 
the pandemic, etc. Many of you know or don't know uh, our visitors here. My wife and I, we were getting ready to, to go to uh, South Africa and things, uh, you know, uh, it didn't pan out. And so here we are and I've got rid of the business, etc. And I, pick, I put a, uh, I got a job. I had to, you know, had to, you know, got to kind of make some adjustments. And so for those that don't know, I had a, uh, I was a franchise owner for a termite and pest control company. And, you know, and now I, I, I go to this, this uh, company called Home Paramount, and they offer me a job as a sales commission, and I'm there. And um, I, I did sales before, but when I was the franchise owner, I didn't do it, like, all the way. There was different little things I did. So this was a little nervous because everything at this point was all about commission. And here it is, you know, so now uh, everything that I'm going to bring into the household is all about commission. You know anything about commission? That ain't guaranteed money. You got to go out and get it. And we're at the height of COVID. I take this position in March, so I'm already down two months. I got 10 months. And I'm like, Lord, you have to help me. I've did sales before, but not just strictly sales. And I tell you, church, during the height of the pandemic, God helped me. I mean, this is the time when the economy, you remember? How many remember? People didn't have money, it seemed like for nothing, jobs, etc. Different things were happening. And within 10 months, I, I was, uh, had a privilege, I almost sold uh, close to a half a million dollars in 10 months. I was the number one salesman in my branch, top 20 in the company. And I begin to think about this. And I have this trophy here. You know, it's something they gave me in honor of just the hard work during the pandemic of, you know, of selling over 400000 But you know what? This, this is a, a constant reminder to me to never settle for an excuse. I could have sat there and said, oh, man, what am I going to do? Uh, no one has money, uh, situations, uh, this and that. I couldn't go home and just say, you know, uh, you know be due to COVID, there's, there's not going to be no dinner today, fam. Uh, due to COVID, uh, you know, uh, people are not, uh, you know, uh, buying the product. But when you trust God and when you believe God, church, listen, how many of you can accomplish anything? And the point I'm making, church, is listen, never settle for an excuse. Never settle. For an excuse and believe and trust God. Because listen, when you do that, God will help you. And I just begin to just think about that. You know, it's always just a reminder that, you know, to put God first, trust God. And then how many know everything else fall in place? Can you say amen? amen. Due to COVID. Cover every head bow, every eye closed in respect to your neighbor. Hallelujah.